0: Hey, we got high school football coverage for you tonight on KRF Bixby is at Southmore, and then Josh, you are on your way to Broken Arrow tomorrow night, right after the show. Well, I mean, not always, right shortly after, after, after yeah.
1: I mean, shortly after the show, it won't be. Uh, it won't be long after we sign off. I don't. Uh, game days, man. I, I, you know, I just want to get there. I don't mess around.
0: I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I'll hear from my friends. Gabe's a good example, right? Because, well, first of all, we do a pregame show four hours before kickoff. But even if we didn't, I still think I would want to be at the stadium four hours before kickoff. Like, why? What? What's your rush? want to be there. Just want to be there. Just peace of mind, <laughs> Just man. Just peace of mind to know my car made it. I found a parking spot. I'm here. I'm here.
1: Well, and there's, as I'm sure you know, and, you know, whatever process you go through is your process. But there's a little bit of a mental process, right, that you go through before you start a broadcast.
0: Sure. Right. Exactly. Make sure you get your mind right. You know which teams are playing. (laughs) Oh, wait. Hold on. It's Iowa State this weekend. I thought it was Texas. Yeah, the the text take over this show at the bottom of the hour. Just giving you that heads up. But I want to do a little work between now and then. Quickly, though, if you've missed any of the headlines today, last night, Damien or yesterday afternoon, Damian Lillard got traded to Milwaukee, which I think kind of set us all back a little bit. So kudos to the Milwaukee Bucks who I don't know, is that a is that a big three now with Middleton, Giannis, and now Lillard?
1: Oh, it's a big three. Okay. A- absolutely it is. It's definitely, I mean, okay, if, if you want to have a debate about Middleton, who's, you know. Pretty good. Yeah, a really nice player. I mean, it's definitely a, a dynamite duo. I mean, it is enough to lift Milwaukee from, you know, right there after the top four or whatever into consensus betting favorite status. So take that for what it's worth.
0: That's right. Now, I wasn't too familiar with a couple of the people in this trade. And maybe I should. Um Tamani Kamara wasn't real familiar with him as part of the deal. Had you heard much about him? Who? Tamari Kamara?
1: I, I'm sure probably we we should and I just uh, he had been
0: playing over the last couple of years, and a lot of people were like losing their minds over it. I'm like, you know what? I don't – you can call me some sort of non-functional noob whenever it comes to the NBA, but I didn't really know too terribly much about him. Yeah. But everyone's losing their mind about him in this deal.
1: You know, with uh, just covering college sports during that time in, in men's and women's basketball, honestly, right. if you're not going to the playoffs and you're not a superstar player, I probably don't know as much about you in the NBA anymore.
0: Um, He was – he, he was part of the Suns, I guess, rotation or perceived to be part of the Suns rotation. Well, I
1: retract my previous statement. <laughs> if you're not a superstar, I don't know much about you.
0: No, no, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I didn't know much about him. I didn't know much about – now, I, I know a lot about DeAndre Ayton, <laughs> which what did we hear nonstop? Oh, Ayton, he's going to work fine in Phoenix. So that deal done yesterday. Uh, meanwhile, we count down a Thursday night football tonight. University of Tulsa hosting Temple. I believe that's ESPN2 for the broadcast and you get Thursday night football, the National Football League with the I almost I want to say the Eagles cuz they did it last week with the Packers and the Vi- uh Lions. So that's uh that's a quick look. Anything else that's trending or has happened and I've lost my mind about?
1: From Lambo, correct?
0: From Lambo.
1: That's a a great game tonight.
0: You either fall in love with love or you fall in love with the Lions. Your choice tonight. All right, let's get back to Sooner football. Tonight, the Sooner Radio Network will bring you on select affiliates across the country and on the Varsity Network app. Select affiliates across the country, including our flagship, Sports Talk, I guess the Ref 1400. And ninety-nine point three FM, Josh. I've been waiting all day for Sunday night. I've been waiting since Monday, since I heard Emmett Jones to s- say this, to play this clip for you.
1: Ah, let's go. Let's you ready? Go.
0: Yes. I I asked him. I said, Emmett, my man, his receivers are playing really well, but perhaps, well, oh, oh, Sports Center. Yeah, there you go. Perhaps what they're doing best is how they're blocking downfield on those receivers' screens, on the running plays that break to that second level. Just overall, this unit is playing really well. What's been the key?
2: Uh, You know, it's been stress since day one. My first meeting with those guys was changing the mindset of how you plan a position. Uh, I like to play it with a linebacker mentality, you know, just a (laughs) physical thought process. Everything is physical, catching the ball, coming off coming off the line of scrimmage in your route phase, transitioning out your route break, you know, it's just all a physical mentality. Some guys, you know, they, they stress not getting touched, but sometimes I like to get touched. I want to initiate contact off the line. And that's part of our toolbox, our plan, coming off the line of scrimmage. You know, you know, we like to do certain things. You know, sometimes we want to just mix you up, or sometimes we try to run right through you. Or if we don't have the ball, we think that we can take advantage of you at times. Sometimes uh, when it's a perimeter run game where I can really get down and dirty, get physical with you, and I can... Um, You know, stay in your head, you know, in between series also, too.
0: Physical mindset with the receivers. I want them to have a linebackers mentality. Josh, that's awesome. I love it.
1: What do you make of it? Well, I don't think that you're going to have any Oklahoma fans that dislike hearing, (laughs) hey, we want these guys to be physical out there, right? So, uh whether you know wide receiver, whatever position, that's that's pretty exciting when you you hear a coach say that. I'd be curious which route concepts call for. Hey, we're gonna run right through you. I mean, right? Like, you, you know, it's <laughs> I, I, I I'd like a little more information there, but otherwise, hey, I'm all about it, man.
0: Coach, this whole running right through people, what uh, what call is that? Like a go route, or he's uh, yeah, just gonna run right over him? A run route, I, you I, mean? Uh, I always think of that one video, that viral, video, I think it was like from an arena league game or maybe it was just a, it was an in, an indoor game of some, some angle or sense. And the, the DB is like sitting there just talking trash, like pointing at the wide receiver to come at him and the receiver just runs right over him. That's what I think whenever I heard Emmett Jones say that I think you've seen it. You know, Jay Velay said it last week, He's like, you know, he, we want our corners to go out and be the most physical guys on the field. Make football violent again, right? That's That was his thing, make football violent again. And he even added, we would usually have our guys just go out and maybe make a statement of practice, you know, run through a receiver or something. He goes, but these guys, man, this guy we've got over there in Emmitt Jones, he's built different. And so I was excited to ask Emmett about that, And to hear him say, man, we want to play with a linebacker's mentality, I thought that was pretty awesome. Uh, Now, more on individuals, right? Who would you rather hear about first, Josh? Nick Anderson, Drake Stoops, Jalil Farouk, or Andrell Anthony? I think it's got to
1: be Andrell Anthony. Agreed.
2: Uh, Mindset, belief, confident, uh, trust in the process, uh, absorbing the coaching, You know, because I spent, like, weeks just picking on him and a couple of the guys in the meeting room also, too, just trying to see if I can break him. You know, but you you really can't do that if you don't establish a true, deep relationship with guys. And, uh, you know, and I have previous guys out of the coach also, too, so, you know, he get to hear from those guys about my coaching style. You know, if he's picking on you, if he's always on you, (laughs) I mean, he really see a lot in you. You know, so now is like, feed it to me, Coach, I need it, I need it, I need it. If I don't bring that to him, and then, you know, he thinks something is wrong with me pretty much at practice.
0: He wants to get coached hard. And if he thinks I'm picking on him, then he's got other guys that he can go talk to where it was, hey, is he always like this? And it eventually became, hey, I need that. I need that to make sure I'm where I need to be. I don't know how many of you got to hear the Andrew L. Anthony walk-off interview that we had during the post-game show. I don't know if uh, – judging by the numbers, a lot of you guys have on the post-game podcast at Soonersports.com slash podcast. But when he – when I said, hey, man, just what's what's been different for you this year? What's clicked? And you know what he said? Opportunity. Opportunity. hmm I think as there's been – I think Nick Anderson, I think we would all say, has been what, maybe the breakout star receiver this year and what he did against Tulsa in the touchdown catch last week. I think maybe the guy that has I think been it's the most... Anthony. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. He's like, do you call breakout star? Or pleasant surprise? I mean, no, he's, do you really he's, have he's to the label breakout.
1: it? He's the breakout guy right now. And, okay, I'm and with Nick, you. Nick Anderson is too. You On know, the verge, I mean, right? hes He's making those strides as well. And, you know, by season's end. Who knows? Maybe this narrative flips a little bit, but Andrew Anthony is not somebody that came to Oklahoma with a bunch of production to his name blank. He had basically one good game versus Michigan state and uh, a little bit of production elsewhere. So no, he's the breakout guy. Okay. I, I'm not arguing.
0: I'm not here to fight. I'm with you. All right. Um, I think we're allowed to play one more. Uh, so here's what Drake, thank you, Drake. Dykin. here's what Drake put together for image Jones you got your choice between him talking,
1: Jalil Farouk, Drake Stoops, or Nick Anderson. That's too much pressure for me. I'm going to let you decide. Okay, Nick Anderson.
2: Just really understanding the position, knowing how to play with great body language, knowing how to use his pad level to help him be more explosive off the ball, out of the line of scrimmage, and also focusing and concentrating on, on you know making a new team catch. You know, I thought we were bad in pre-spring. You know, uh, when I first got here for us. Our eyes. I, I didn't think that we played well with our eyes when it came to playing the receiver position. A lot of guys want to get forward before they catch the ball, but we really focused on catching the ball with our, with our eyes and tucking it with our eyes also too. So, uh, he's a natural technician. You know, the fans really like him. They ought to watch him at practice and see some of the stuff he do doing fundamentals. Man, his skill set is very unique. Man, he can play like he's five eight, and if he needs to play six seven, he can play a six seven also too.
1: Mm, that was the perfect music choice. I know, right? Rarely do I, I come away from it saying, oh, man, that is, was actually perfect for Coach Emma Jones.
0: It's
1: now
0: like
1: about that physicality, Coach, and how does that apply to Nick
0: right, Anderson? right. Dun, 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 dun. All right, listen, I'm breaking the rules. Here's what Emma Jones said about Jaleel Frewe.
2: Uh Just eagerness to to be great, to learn the position, uh, uh, to really learn how guys are trying to defend him. Uh, learn the position from outside in, all the way around. You know, he's always in my office. He's probably in my office right now, ready to go over the introduction <laughs> of Iowa state. Uh, but just, you know, he just bought into the coaching style. You know, he he, he likes to be coached hard. He likes to be loved. Um, you know, the, team feed, the team feeds off him. He makes plays. Everyone kind of goes. You know, so that's why I feel like it's important for him to touch it early, because everybody on the sidelines kind of watching him. They want to see him do his thing. And he has a natural physical mindset, also too that I love, and I like what he does with the ball after the catch.
3: That's that's when I think he's at his best, right? Yeah. And that's
2: is it all about
3: with Is it all about just finding different ways to get him touches, get him the ball in space, let him go do his yeah, thing? Yeah,
2: get it to him. You know, better utilize him while you have him. So, you know, I, you know, like you say, you know, he's great with the ball in his hands. So he, he he can hurt you in a quick game, downfield game, intermediate game. I just think all the way around, he's a huge assets for us. For all
0: Hey, who fancy. All right, let's hear what Emma Jones said about Drake Stoops and what the musical
2: choice is behind this. Oh, man, he just another coach in the, another coach in the room. He helps out the older guys and the younger guys. You know, he makes sure everyone is aligned right out on the football field. Always reiterating any kind of information that comes from the sideline. Make sure we're all on the same page. And he loves to be coached hard. And you know he he wanted he wanted to really focus on the fundamentals for the position to 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 allow him to really flourish this year. And so you're seeing some of the things you're seeing him you seeing him win a lot of one on ones in crucial situations. Uh, and I always tell Drake, you know, it's all about playing low, you know, give the illusion of speed, man. And you know, winning those one on one routes and being twitchy on those east west breakers. Extremely tough young man. Extremely tough. Uh, I told him, you know, from day one, you know, I man, I wish I. Hey, at least two or three years of coaching, man, because you have something. And I like the way you play the position, man. Your dad raised you well.
0: <laughs> what, is, what is his joke? What was Coach's joke? He goes, no, 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 no. I'm Drake's dad. That's not Bob's son. I'm Drake's dad. <laughs> and that's Carol's kid. Oh, that was funny. That's, that's got to be one of the highest levels of – respect and praise a coach can give someone right to basically say man I wish I had you I wish I was able to coach you for four years that's just that's big time so there's Emma Jones you'll hear the full show tonight but our little sneak peek here on the ref when we come back you want to learn a little bit about the safeties let's do it Brandon Hall little sneak peek at coach's corner with B Hall next on the ref all right, it's the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. We've been we've been getting you ready for Coaches Corner tonight by hearing from the coaches involved. Gary Caven's going to join us coming up here in just a bit uh, from five eight zero eight. A couple of quick things. Honestly, I'd rather have another OU another wide receiver on the field helping block on running plays then keep hoping Stogner will catch a pass. It's been killing me watching that. Boy, um, whenever whenever Stogner gets on the field, it has become very frustrating, I think, for a lot of fans, right? Very frustrating. So I'm one of those dudes that, maybe holds out eternal hope, <laughs> but Josh, it, if you're looking at positions that have definitely downgraded from last year, that that's one of them right now,
1: right? Tight end spot. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately it's uh, been a precipitous drop off there, you know, and Stogner just hasn't been uh, what we hoped he would be out of the portal. I, you know, maybe there's still time for that to change, but uh, the trajectory right now is, is not, not positive.
0: Um, J.P. Sooner writes, if all of them love being coached hard, then is he actually coaching them hard enough? <laughs> uh, here's one from Brazilian Sooner. Hearing Coach Jones brings back memories of Josh Norman running over the Nebraska defender in 2000. Um, and for the 918, Coach Jones sounded like a younger coach. V They all kind of you take on the you take on the tone of your coach, right? You take you take on the tone of your coach, your boss, and I feel like in that you've seen seen a lot of these coaches. You li- when you listen to Brandon Hall, here he's coming up in a second, you kind of get a little hint of B V every now and then. But yeah, that's a good response to this. Sooner Soldier adds, Stogner's been wide open, so tell DG to throw the ball to him. He threw it to him once, and he was covered.
1: Well, that's true too. If you that's go back true. and watch, there's there's been opportunities to get Stogner the football when he's open, uh, and it hasn't found him. DG hasn't found him either. The play took it somewhere else, or DG missed him. But uh, you know, I think what Nate and others are referring to isn't even necessarily the the route running; it's it's the blocking.
0: No, I agree. I agree. Uh, all right. You want to hear from some B Hall before Gary Cavins
1: joins us? Ah, let's hear from the safeties coach.
0: I, I do want to give a big thank you to Drake Dyken, who went who? Drake Diken who went in and personally edited all these together for us to make it easy on the show today. Let's start with B Hall talking. I got three cuts here from Brandon Hall. I'm not breaking the rules here on this one. In advance of Coach's Corner Tonight on the Sooner Radio Network, here's Brandon Hall talking about Peyton Bowen.
4: Well, you know, the thing about him is, um, you know, he's always around the football. You know, he's got great instincts. Um, he's still learning to play within the system a lot, you know, um, when you've been excess- successful as he has uh, playing this game for so long. Um, obviously, as you can tell, he's a great open field tackler, he closes space well, um, but he's got an extremely high football IQ. He's learned four positions. Um, Since he's been here and there's not been a day where um, he's shown any type of, uh, you know, mental fatigue or weariness about being in those, uh, in those roles.
0: Do you worry about trying to, I don't know if the term would be teach, maybe train Peyton Bowen at too many positions or the more, you know, about each of those positions, Josh, the more you have a better grasp of the defense as a whole.
1: I would lean toward the, the ladder that, yeah, it just gives you a, a big picture view of the defensive backfield and uh, of this defense. Plus, I just think Peyton Bowens, he, he's a little bit different. He's built for it, right? I think that uh, you could probably plug and play him just about anywhere that you wanted in the defensive backfield. If you wanted to play him at corner, I'm sure he'd be great at corner. All right.
0: Um, well, what about? The other safety, what about Billy Bowman and what he's done so far this year?
4: You know, the biggest thing for him, you know, is you is seem to start to make more plays just because I think he's just comfortable. You know what I'm saying? He's probably played more snaps than any guy in the secondary. Um, his pad level, and you just as you can see right there, is just every snap he's got his knees bent, he's got his eyes in the right place, he tracks the ball well, he's getting better, um, as you can tell, tackling in space. And um, he's just a great football player. I've enjoyed playing him. He's got great feet and uh, just closes space so well. And, uh, you know, he's probably doesn't get, uh, the, you know, the recognition he deserves statistically um, because he plays to the field a lot. And uh, But when you're in the right spot all the time, people genuinely work away from him. So, you know, for us, the strong safety position is something uh, it's a position where you have to be able to cover a lot of space. And uh, if you're not comfortable in that role, you'll struggle. And, you know, something that uh, Coach Finables has put a premium on is that strong safety position. And uh, Billy from day one has, has proven that he can do that and do it at a high level. And that's something that we tried not to mess with um, as we continue to recruit and, and build depth here. Um, it's something that we'd like to do at all positions, but at the same time on the field um, for the, for the situation that you're in. And so we've got some younger guys that we're teaching multiple positions to. Um, but Bill, Billy's done a really good job, and he's really smart, and he cares, and he works hard, and um, we're glad to have him. And I'm lucky to be able to coach him, especially as a strong safety.
0: One more, one more before uh, Gary joins us here at Caven's Group. Uh, what about the turnaround we've seen so far of Key Lawrence, who has gone from well, let's just say, I mean, he had a breakout game, I feel like, last week. What has he seen from Key Lawrence?
4: So, the thing about Key is, Key had a great week of, of, of practice, and he prepared well. You know, we, he knew Reggie was going to be out, and he, you know, he, he put his best foot forward and worked really hard. And the uh, thing about Key that he's done this year is when he's had a chance to make plays, he's made them. And uh, that, that was a big play, you know, last week. And, um, I was so proud of him and, 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 uh, you know, something that we had worked on all week and uh, something that he saw and recognized and was able to go up and get the ball. And and he's just getting better and better. He's growing and maturing and and, uh, expecting to continue to do great things.
0: There you go. So that is Brandon Hall. Anything that kind of stood out from those three cuts on Billy Bowman, Peyton Bowen, and Key Lawrence, Josh?
1: Yeah. The the comments there that uh, Billy Bowman probably doesn't get the credit he deserves or the statistical credit that he deserves I, I think is kind of interesting.
0: I think I agree with that. I think I agree with that. Um, but it's really, it's been really good to see Billy Bowman make the improvements he's made. Your texts are coming up next right now, though. We spend our Thursdays in Cavens Group, Cavens Dispa- Disaster Response Group. and Gary Cavens joins us. How's the week treating you, Gary?
3: It's going great. It's going great. How are you doing, Chris? Okay, it looks like we're going to get a little nicer weather on Saturday for some I football, know. right? Yeah, it does.
0: I see kickoff temps around 68, 67 degrees. Yes. I think I'm here for that. Um, <laughs> speaking too. of that, as the weather does cool a little bit, I know there's a lot of things that you're keeping an eye on. And, you know, in the in the disaster response world, there's, you know, there's this world where, where it's already closer to pot busting season, but also in that same vein, you know, you can start seeing mold. You can start seeing different issues. What should we be keeping our eye out for right now, Gary?
3: Oh, most definitely. We're seeing a lot of mold calls right now still. Um, you know, we had a really wet beginning to the summer and then we had high heat with high humidity and uh, mold loves all that and so we're seeing a lot of people finding mold we had some a customer find mold in their fire riser room last week Oof. just growing everywhere they did they had a inspection and didn't know it was in there opened the door and there was just a mold fest going on so you know i mean um you know it's 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 in those hidden rooms so it's important you know if you have a commercial building go to the fire riser room, go to the, at, you know, the roof access closet, go to the uh, the cleaning closets, go to those areas that aren't always um, occupied and you're not seeing all the time and check them. Make sure you don't have mold because it does uh, affect the health of your customers, your employees, um, your tenants, um, you know, and, and so it's important to kind of check those areas for sure.
0: You know, You've seen the transition in this company. You've engineered the transition into a emergency response environmental group, kind of moving away from being the remodel contractor. What, what, what sent you in that direction, Gary? What made you say that's where I, that's where Cavens needs to be. And that's where we can best serve our, our, our people, if you will.
3: Well, you know, uh, when COVID hit, uh, we had always been in the environmental side in the maintenance and the, and then the commercial building and, when COVID hit and everything, I just kind of, I really have always enjoyed the environmental side. And I said, this is the direction I want to go. I looked at Jessica Cavins and I said, hey, this is where I want to do. And she said, uh, being supportive as she always has been, <laughs> she said, all right, let's do it. And uh, so we changed, we started the process of changing the directions. I started the process of uh, doing a lot of educational uh, continuing development classes and uh, learning everything I could. And uh more so than i knew at that time and uh, i still do that every day today uh, i mean we still learn we take classes every week we're always learning because uh, this industry is always changing and uh, but jessica was supportive and she said let's do it and so we did and so over you know a three year process basically we started the the Change and uh, here we are today, where the change is pretty. The change is completed now, and right. Um, you know, we're, we're we're not a commercial building contractor anymore. We're a disaster response contractor, um, and uh, we still do the maintenance uh, because we think that the maintenance and environmental kind of are cohesive in what they do, and so we still do commercial building maintenance. Uh, but you know, we are focused 100%. Of our time and our energy and uh, disaster response, you know, water, fire, mold, storm damage, crime scene. Uh, These are all things that we do and we've done them all and we feel very confident and we can help people. Um, We can help people in the local area all over Oklahoma. Uh, And we also feel confident we can give back to the community Mm -hmm. where, like, the national chains and a lot of even the franchises that are here local are all owned by people out of Dallas and Kansas and everywhere else they're not owned local so you know when you pick up the phone and you dial Cavens for your water fire mold storm damage crime scene emergencies you're calling a local con, you know a local company that's giving back to the community and so that's important to me and Jessica Cavens and is you know we're going to continue to grow this so we have uh, a new mobile command center that is in production right now and um, it will be rolled out on Monday night for um, at Sooner Mall. Uh, you know, we have National Night Out for Norman Police Department uh, coming up on Monday night at Sooner Mall, and uh, we're going to roll out this new command center that we have um, that we're super excited about. Um, we'll have it there so the kids can walk through it and kind of see what we have going on. It's nothing spectacular, <laughs> don't get me wrong, but it's, it's something that, you know, it gives us another tool in our arsenal to help You know, when a school floods, uh, when a four-story retirement home floods, or when a uh, five-story, seven-story bank floods, um, you know we have the tools and the cutting-edge equipment to help in any way, shape, or form with a commercial loss. And you know we we're going to continue to make that investment and continue to grow this division. And you know we are. probably the biggest disaster response contractor um, when it comes to water, fire, mold, storm damage, and crime scene locally uh, in Oklahoma. And uh, we're going to continue to grow that and we're going to continue to reinvest in Oklahoma, uh, whether it's uh, supporting our community through sponsorships and donations, or it's investing in our equipment and our training and our development so that we have the biggest, most you know, best response teams in the
0: state. One, one more thing uh, before I let you get out of here. You mentioned on the the mobile response unit, the emergency activation unit. Obviously, there was a need for that. What kind of triggered? Hey, this is something I want to do, and I want to have as part of our uh, what repertoire, our arsenal, our depth chart here at, at Caven's Group.
3: Well, we've we've responded to several large losses, uh, and recently we responded to a four-story. Uh, multi-unit large loss and when we responded to it I I took the lead on it as um, uh, on as the project manager for the loss and when I one thing I noticed about multiple crews and multiple things is I was like you know we had a, a command center set up on the back porch of this place and I said you know this this is gonna work for today because we're going to make it work because that's what we do but we need something f- that we can have all of our uh, equipment ready to go, already staged inside of it, and um, roll it up. Turn on the generator. Power up the lights. Power up the AC or the heaters, and and give every roll everybody out with their walkie-talkies, and we can command, have internet, have everything we need to uh, monitor a loss and document a loss. And I said, you know, so we need a uh, we need to have an office that we can do this at a moment's notice, and allows us to be more organized and uh, document better and respond better and just have better flow for our customers when we respond. And so well, that's what this uh, trailer is gonna allow us to do is just to help with organization uh, because when it comes to organization and chaos, uh, it's really important. Uh, most people that are in chaos, they aren't thinking about organization, but that's our respo- that's our responsibility as disaster response uh, team uh, to think about organization inside chi- chaos and make sure that we're ready to respond and we can respond and document properly. Because here's the deal. If it's not documented properly from day one, the insurance company is not going to pay for it. Right. And then that's not good for anybody. So that's what we're here to do. We're here to make sure it's documented properly. We're going to build a book. We're going to get it turned over to the insurance company, and uh, that way that you know, the customer can get paid back for everything that's going on.
0: Anything else we want to make sure to add before we let you get out of here?
3: Just that, you know, if you need us, we're here, 24-7-365. Uh, you know, we always have guys on call, and we're ready to help.
0: 405-573-3048. And, of course, you can program the Cavins Group phone number in your cell phone for the next emergency, 800-594-4437. Thanks, Gary. Thank you. That's I appreciate been. it. Gary Cavins. Hey, Josh, real quick before we break, a little bit of – a little bit of breaking news. The U- uh, And by the way, by the way, who is our breaking news brought to you by?
1: Oh, well, thank you for asking. It's brought to us by Wagner's. That is Wagner's Heating, Air Conditioning, Electrical, and Plumbing. We sell the best and service the rest.
0: The USFL and the XFL has officially announced their intention to merge Subject to customary regulatory approvals, and if the transaction is consummated, the new league will establish best-in-class operations based on the most recent seasons of both leagues. Thank you. If you want spring football to survive beyond just college spring games, that's what you can't have two leagues competing. Are you watching this professional softball? Are you paying attention professional softball? WPF, Athletes Unlimited, two separate leagues will not work, doomed to fail. You need to come together as one, especially whenever you're working. I don't know if they're working against Josh or with that monster that's known as the NFL. (laughs) That's the question with the XFL and the USFL. So there you go. It becomes official, been talked about for a while, but just moments ago, USFL and XFL will merge. We'll take a break, come back with your text, and Steely's got a present for us next, right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Alright, welcome back to the ref. Um, There's a report from Shams that said the Miami Heat were willing to offer Tyler Hero, Nikola Jovic, Three first-round picks, first-round pick swaps, and multiple second-round picks for Damian Lillard. The Blazers had little to no interest in engaging in a deal because no one wants Tyler Hero. <laughs> Jovic. No, they got a better deal. Oh gosh, are we doing this now? Are we is this now this public perception of Pat Riley that we've got to protect? Ugh. Hey. Josh, did Steelman give you this clip to play? Do you want to play it here? He did.
1: He did. Give have me two you listened seconds. to it? I have not, but uh, I'm very curious to hear it.
0: I just wanted to say, I just wanted to say that whenever, whenever Steely sends me a text that says, I couldn't save this. It's too good. I was fuming listening to it. I figured we had to play it.
1: Yes, agreed. Okay, so you ready? Let's go.
0: Okay, here we
1: go. You want to tee it up? Uh, it's
0: Deion's. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't even tell you who it was. I just said we got a clip. Uh, Deion Sanders in advance of Colorado and USC talking about Lincoln O'Reilly.
1: I have the utmost respect and love and appreciation For their head coach. This is a bona fide winner, not just a winner, a man who has put a plethora of young men into college and uh, they care about the character of the men. And I've been watching his journey because I was living in Texas for a while. So I'm a, you know, Barry Switzer is one of my great guys. So just watching his climb from there and what he did for that program and then going out to uh, California, what he's doing for USC. Is commendable. I got love, respect, and appreciation for everything that he's accomplishing. He is one of the upper-tier coaches, and I uh, I admire him tremendously, and his staff.
0: Dion knows he's going to get kicked on Saturday. That's what that's about. (laughs) Agreed. Dion's watched the tape, and he's realized, yeah, we're going to get smoked.
1: Yeah, we got no answer for Caleb Williams,
0: none. <laughs> Let me go ahead and quickly translate that for you. Dion knows what they're up against, <laughs> and and I, I don't think you're ever going to see Dion Sanders being the Lou Holtz of building up the opponent like that. He's nay never going to be that guy, huh?
1: He's like, Boy- man, maybe I can, maybe I can sweet talk him into uh, not kicking us to where we have the worst two combined losses.
0: That's what I took away from that. What'd you take away from that?
1: Well, and I do think there's some truth in there too. I mean, it's,
0: Oh, don't you better steer clear of Steelman Then watch out. He's hot about this now.
1: I mean, I think Dion probably respects Lincoln Riley. I'm sure he does as, as a coach. I don't know that, you know, necessarily he thinks he's uh outstanding citizen or this or that, but I think that probably, you know, one coach to another, he looks at him and says pretty good coach. Good job. You got a defending Heisman Trophy winner and quarterback.
0: Had some success. I'll tip my cap to you. But, yeah, he's not. I don't think he's necessarily going that over the top unless Josh Helmer. Kind of like with Colorado. He didn't really say anything about – excuse me, uh, Colorado. Like Oregon. He didn't say anything about Oregon until it was over. And he's like, better get your shots in now. He wasn't saying anything about – Dan landing until the game was over. Oh, I could understand Steel Steel Man is just fuming, man. I can sense it. Do you think Dion told his players no trash talking this week
1: for the four o five? Yeah, cool it.
0: Uh, but writes this from the four hundred five, Tebow is known to lose a game that he's supposed to win. Happens every year happens every year well here's the thing if you want to if you're rooting for the demise of the usc trojans and you find yourself in that group that's kind of anti uh tebow as you want to call well don't you worry i mean it's going to get very interesting for usc over the next couple of weeks And, by the way, this this Colorado game was always in that group for me of games that heading into the season, Josh, I thought they would win. Then they've got Arizona next week, another team that's in that group of games that I thought they would win. But their games down the stretch of the season, they go to Notre Dame, they've got Utah at home, now they go to Cal, and Cal's been terrible. But then you've got Washington, Oregon, and UCLA to wrap things up, and one of those includes the road trip up to Eugene. Yeah, it's going to, that rubber is going to meet the road here pretty, pretty quick for USC down the stretch. That might be the toughest closing stretch in college football with five of your final six games potentially against ranked teams.
1: And it's gotten better, probably, yeah. uh, right? You know, compared to where we were at in the off season, or some of it's been validated, uh, you know, from where we were at in the off season, But uh, probably not this week.
0: All right, quick break. When we come back, the best of the text line, top five stories of the day, right around the corner. Word: Caven's Group on a Thursday, right here on the ref. Hey, uh, let's wrap up hour two by hearing from Kelly on the Riverwind Casino <laughs> jackpot line. What's going on, Kelly? How are you?
5: Well, I'm fine. Thank you for asking. Look, I'm I know that I'm looking through things through crimson colored glasses, but explain to me, please. Go ahead. If the stats talk about it explain to me why everybody thinks that Lincoln Riley is the second coming of Christ as far as college head football coaches, because if you really stop and think about it, he didn't recruit Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts fell in his lap, but he did recruit Spencer Rattler, Tanner Mordecai. And yes, he got um, Caleb Williams, but what has Caleb Williams won as a team zip? He hasn't even played for a conference championship, and we kind of figured out after Lincoln slittered out of town on his belly that what he, what kind of a team he had, because he left us with a six and seven team. So if someone can tell me, he hasn't even won a conference championship. If he doesn't win, win one this year, it'll be four years in a row. Won't have played for a BCS, BCS playoff game. So explain to me: Am I thinking that he won with Bob Stoops' players? Am well, I wrong?
0: I, no, I don't. I don't think that you know. Ted has brought this point up a lot, where you know they've, you've seen as the the further you got away from the Coach Stoops era, the 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 less overall roster talent you felt like they had. Number one. Uh, number two. I'll even tell if you wanna. If, if people want to say, yeah, well, he brought Caleb Williams to, to Oklahoma, fine. But then you could even nitpick that if you wanted to, Kelly, because you could say, well, he wanted Brock Vandegrift. And he wouldn't even talk to Caleb Williams whenever he was first coming to campus because they already had a commitment from Brock Vandegrift. So you could even hate on that. I'll give you more hate if you want.
5: But I, I, I come from I don't from that, hate the guy. I just no, think no, I just he meant... gets a lot of credit for things that – um. I mean, I have no respect for him, but truly, what has he won since he hadn't – since he didn't have Bob Stoops' leftover players? Tell me anything. He hasn't won anything. I, he, has, he hasn't won a conference championship in three years, hasn't played for one in two or is it three years three now? Three
0: years, yeah. yeah, yeah.
5: So last two years I don't ago, know you. why everybody thinks uh, – I mean, he obviously he did great at Oklahoma, but, again, I'm just looking at it, I'm maybe through crimson-colored glasses, and absolutely I don't have any respect for the man, not because he left, but how he left. Um, but, you know, he's getting ready to do to USC fans what he did to us. So.
0: Thanks, Kelly. Boy, uh, here. Kelly should have been the first caller to the Steel Man show today. Yeah, I mean, that would, that would have teed him right up to get him even more fired wind, up.
1: Wind him up, baby. <laughs> Uh, some fair points,
0: though.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, fair. That's fair.
0: I mean, I even added if you want to if you want to drag a little bit further on the whole Caleb William things, you can. But I like how fired up Kelly gets. Uh, I owe you some of your texts. They're really good today. We got our top five stories today coming up next. This is the Home of Sooner Fans.